What's up, Scapist? Hey, I forgot to mention in this episode, we have a new Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. That's Geekscape Games Podcast. Um, we want uh, to broaden our community, so feel free to join. It's open. Post links, post memes, uh, start a discussion, polls, whatever. If you find a story that you'd like us to talk about on the show, we'd love it. So be sure to check us out and join that group. And here's level 101. I mean, Jared Fogel had an Xbox. Let's be real. Games Podcast. This is level 101. Yes, that's right. We are the terrible 101. We are back with another episode of the Video Games <laughs> Podcast. Like or the Video Games Podcast. <laughs> the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast of the Geekscape Network. New year, new me. Same old liver. Uh, I am the uh, illustrious and slightly inebriated Shane O'Hare. Um, you know, my New Year's resolution was to give up drinking. Um, and, you know, um, I was I was drinking up until midnight. And I was like, all right, at midnight, I'm giving up drinking. And that resolution lasted about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's it. Uh, I am uh, joined with the um, suave, debonair, and the uh, auditorily arousing Juan Carlos. How are you doing? Good. Happy New Year to all of you at Geekscape Games and all of our listeners. And my New Year's resolution is to face my fears and to be more brave, which means I will be opening your text messages, Shane. <laughs> all right, time to fire up the text messages. All right, what do we got? I think I feel like I can get some. Um, <laughs> G- Since we were watching um, uh, Zootopia uh, on the Twitch, I think I can get some Judy Hopps porn sent over to you right now. Uh, if you're the okay gift with that, that keeps on giving. Yeah. Uh. She's so cute. Um, <laughs> um, and the uh, uh, everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to give him their gift that keeps on giving. Yes, that is Chlamydia. Josh Jackson, how you doing? <laughs> you can't gift me something I already have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Uh, how are you doing? How was, how, was everybody, how was everybody's New Year real quick? Like, uh, what would you guys do? This is the first New Year's Eve I slept in. Um, I don't know if it's some uh, having a kid thing where you're, you're a parent, but I was out by ten. My daughter outlasted <laughs> me. My wife had to wake me up two minutes before New Year's just to kind of give me the New Year's kiss, and I went right back to bed. <laughs> and I'm kind of happy with it. I was actually pretty cool. Had waffles the next day. It was baller status, 2017. <laughs> some right people on, talk I'd... about living thug life. I'm living it. <laughs> I put I put gold flakes on my. Ego waffles. Don't get me served, dude. I'll put honey and powder sugar. What? <laughs> Josh, what did you end up doing? I worked until 11 o'clock and then came home and played Dishonored. Oh, wow. Dishonored. All right. Where, where, Dishonored you, where, you work, where, you, where you working these days? At Goodwill. Oh, well. Good of you. Yeah. Well, do you guys, do you have Goodwills up there? Uh, I don't know if we have Goodwills in Alaska. We're, bas- uh, we just... we're basically the place that Macklemore saying about yeah well i mean i know i know what a fucking thrift store is right i may live in alaska but i may not be a fucking like luddite okay <laughs> i thought you said it was like an hour drive between where you worked and where you lived or some shit so yeah for all well, i know yeah. it's just a bunch of snows and ca- snow and caribou in between <laughs> for those of you who who are just listening to us for the first time uh josh and i are here and uh, well not now it's raining but Southern California, where it's consistently supposedly seventy-two degrees, and our friend Shane, our illustrious host, is up in Alaska. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 72 yeah. degrees didn't last because now we're sitting here in a very frigid 55. Just uh, pray for us. You know, hashtag pray, pray LA. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, it's going to be negative seven in a little bit, so fuck you. Of course, it's going to be negative with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, you know what? What hasn't been negative? Sarcasm. Uh, is uh, the in- the news about Ariana Grande being a playable character in Final Fantasy. Um, uh, I believe the news was uh, broken on her Instagram where she showed like a, uh, uh, a picture of her character's sprites, uh, different, uh, you know, the idle animation, the attack animation, you know, all that other good stuff. But um, Josh, tell us all about Ari- Ariana Grande in Final Fantasy, what Final Fantasy is, why do we care, and how can we touch her vagina? Well, for one thing, that's what her song that they're doing is all about. Well, not all about, but for the most part. But all yeah, right, well, like, so it, it, like, so yeah, tell us everything that's going on with her. So yeah, basically, for some reason, and for whatever whatever the reason was, I'm not complaining because that's probably going to get me to play the game. But uh, yeah, Ariana Grande is going to be in Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which is their what is this like their fourth mobile game Final Fantasy mobile game yeah, that came out last year it's made by the people who made uh, Brave Frontier and it's basically like a little RPG where you can recruit party members to fight on your team um, most of the ones that are most of the ones that are in the game now are just like either generic characters or a few um, like actual core Final Fantasy characters that you can recruit but you either recruit you recruit them through random draws, which you get uh, one of per day for free, or you can buy extra pulls since it's like a free to play game. So apparently, uh, the news that came out today, officially, be- uh, aside from the sprite sheet that she showed on her Instagram, was that yes, she'll be a playable character. It looks like she's going to be a bard. Uh, she's dressed <laughs> up in her her like her weird ass bunny costume that she has on her new album art. Yeah, that fucking weird-ass, like, leather helmet she wears. Yeah, and one thing that she didn't share on her Instagram that they revealed today on the official reveal on YouTube was that not only is she going to be a playable character, but they brought, like, in uh, the Final Fan- the like, the full Final Fantasy orchestra to redo one of her songs that's about touching her vagina to play awesome. in the game. Uh, what do, you, what do, you know what, is it, what song, do you know what song it is? It's called Touch It. I feel like I, I, dude, she just wants to be in Raving Rabbids. <laughs> no, well, what's that, what's that game? What's that? What's the game? Um, uh, what's that DS game? Touch it, the dating game. Oh, uh, feel the magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raving Rabbids. I fucked that. Raving Rabbids. Brilliant <laughs> <laughs> slip there. I mean, close enough, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, naturally, naturally, the internet seems to think that Final Fantasy is destroyed forever. But I mean, Juan, you didn't know about this until we were talking about it. So what we what what came to your mind when you learned that now standing side by side with side heroes by, such uh, as Cloud, oh, <laughs> side yeah, you side did that <laughs> with Squall and Cloud and uh, Noctis and all the great Final Fantasy characters of the last twenty years standing side to side with him is Ariana Grande. Uh, I I don't know how the people at Final Fantasy marketed like they did their research to find out. Okay, we need to find 
pop singer who is very very attractive to our gamers and ariana grande just popped on like for me i want to roll with two chains <laughs> can i get two well, chains in my party well can i, I mean, get like half get, of the wu-tang clan we might get big sean <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that i'll, I'll take see i i don't i don't mind them using you know singers you know their celebrity in the game but i think we could do because look ariana grande is what like 92 pounds you know uh, so like that. high speed stat so even better <laughs> let's consult the book of knowledge True. but i think that we could if like who like in real life right now would be a great addition to a final fantasy party as a bard that can hold their own you know because you know I mean, I, I, I'm no. sure unless she takes like Krav Maga that I don't know about, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to rely on Ariana Grande to support my party. Now is she, is she is she the one with lupus? What? What's I don't the, know what you're about. Who's, who's <laughs> the one that's got lupus? Let me consult no my idea. journal of lupus uh, celebrities here. Hold on. That's oh, wait, Selena I don't Gomez. Have one. Selena Gomez has lupus. Well, they both look like they're ten. So uh, I mean. Uh, okay, I all heard, right. So uh, I mean, sidebar, guess... sidebar. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You you open this can of worms. Um, let's take let's take bets. All right, in the chat. Um, let's let's see some numbers. Uh, how I'd love much to forget about lightning. Does Ariana Grande weigh? Uh, I'm sticking to my ninety two. Ninety two. Okay, ninety two for one. Uh, and Josh, what do you got? Um, I would say, I would say one hundred five. According. To Bing.com, she is sitting at a paltry 103.62 pounds. Am I the closest without going over? Uh, no, I think Josh, Josh, <sighs> Josh won it. If we're, go- if won. we're going by Price is Right rules, then Juan wins because I went two pounds over, but I'm also technically closer. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I've never watched Price is Right. Yeah, Price is Right, it's the closest person without going over, but you've never watched Price is Right, which means you weren't taking that into consideration, so I'll accept my win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, apparently she's big in Japan, which I guess makes sense because she's like a real life uh, lowly. What's the, what's the average weight in Japan? <laughs> that was a bad joke. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, good because I, I didn't it get funny. it. You said she's big in Japan. I was like, what's the average body weight in Japan? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, keep going. No, no, I mean um, that's all there is to it. There. For some reason, they're completely redoing one of her songs. She's going to be in the game. It's going to be... They made it sound like it's going to be part of a special event, but they didn't say when or where. We just know that it's coming. And I'm downloading the game as we speak. Hmm. No, that's right. smart on them. And good good for them to, to be brave to take this approach. I know a lot of, you know, maybe some purists out there, self-proclaimed purists are going to... Like, Josh said, I haven't checked Twitter on this, but I'm sure there's tons of hate on it. But... You know, from a business standpoint, that's smart. I mean, because Final Fantasy fans are going to buy Final Fantasy games. I don't know how many people who are ca- casual mobile gamers are, you know, going to pick up a Final Fantasy title. But I guarantee you, this make will make them do it, and maybe they get introduced to some of the older entries in the series. So, you know, let's see how it works. But all in all, I like this. Yeah, don't like the music, good. but I mean, this is a smart move. And let's just I mean, and let's not pretend that Florence and the Machine and Leona Lewis weren't already featured oh, in Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. games before this. So it's not like it's something com- completely she, she new. She didn't either. say president. And 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 the Japanese pop singer Gact was turned into like 
a character who was supposedly like stronger than Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII spinoffs. So Dirt. that's not yeah, even yeah, getting that. For all we know, Sephiroth can. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say for all of you who really hate on this Ariana Grande stuff, for all we know, we can get a Sephiroth downloadable DLC, and she, you know he could enter up like Eris, you know. So go no, she, or, she tear him up. Um, <laughs> I ship Sephiroth and Ariana Grande. They're the cutest babies. I mean, if you listen yeah. to side, if you listen to side to side, she probably would survive that. Special Agent Ape makes a good point. You know, bad publicity means a lot of publicity. I mean, yeah. I have it downloaded. I have it downloaded on my, on my. I downloaded it just now on my phone. So, uh, what do you think? We move on to Nintendo. We got a couple of Nintendo oh, newses. We do. Um, uh, so basically, uh, we've been doing the twelve days of Switchmas on Geekscape.net. Uh, when you get this up, I think day what's today? Day day five. Day, day five. five is up. Day five is up. That's uh well one. That's that was yours, correct? Yes, it was. Gotcha. Um, I did day four. And um, we've got a couple other episode, uh, days up, and we have some more coming. Very fascinating reads. Uh, check them out on Geekscape.net. But uh, we have our big um, uh, Switchmas, you know, Nintendo Switch reveal on the 12th. So we're going to be doing a live stream on here on uh, Twitch.tv slash Geekscape TV with reactions. We're going to try to figure out how to get everybody's computers hooked up and streaming and get it watching uh and uh get our reactions live so hopefully uh if you can uh come and join us during the keynote that would be awesome but we've got um some rumors the rumor come out um that beyond good and evil 2 uh is going to be uh their teaser trailer is done their second teaser trailer but their newest teaser trailer is done and it's going to be shown at the nintendo switch events and we're going to have some um like a, what was it a 12 month uh exclusivity yeah, um, the rumor right now from Laura Dale is that the the Ubisoft has the game. It's it's going to be a Nintendo exclusive for twelve months. At this point, uh, we don't know the exact release day. We don't know if it's launch or later in twenty seventeen, but uh, we do know that according to her, that the teaser trailer is done, and that they're going to reveal it at the end of the Switch event on the twelfth next week. No, but cool. again, this is huge because I know we've talked a lot about Last Guardian, how that took forever to be in development. If For those of you who are old enough to remember, Ubisoft showed a teaser for Beyond Good and Evil 2 y- exactly eight years ago. Whoa, was it really Depend that long? It, was, it doesn't feel like that at all. No, you could. I just looked it up before the show started. That teaser trailer came out eight years ago uh, on Machinima. On I'll give you even the, on May twenty eighth two thousand eight. Damn, that, and that was at that was at Wait, Microsoft's E three Expo, wasn't no, 2008. it? Two thousand eight. That's nine years. Damn, nine years Fuck. ago. So we're nearly a decade from the teaser to we're finally getting something. Uh, hopefully to Nintendo Switch. So yeah, the and we know Ubisoft and Nintendo have been really good with each other for this last well. Uh, for the most part have been really good with one another in terms of ever since with the Wii so it only makes sense that aside from this we knew Assassin's Creed was coming and Just Dance and the, the Rabbids RPG that's, that's rumored but you know the, the Wait, one a that Rabbids RPG was, yeah and we'll get to that on like another but I don't want to mention too much about that but we'll wait till next Thursday uh, but the one title that people really wanted from Ubisoft was Beyond Good and Evil 2, the question was, was it going to come out for Nintendo? 
at all because um, we haven't heard anything from Xbox or PS4 in that regard. So um, this is really interesting, and Laura Dale has a really strong track record so far. So right now, um, if you've been patiently waiting for close to 10 years for the sequel to one of the best games on the GameCube, um, then hopefully your dreams will come true next Thursday. Yeah. Um, and that was um, my big topic for day four of uh, of our 12 days of Switchmas was third-party support and third-party title parody. And I, I talked about how um, I want the old... Basically, I want the old Nintendo back. Um, I want them to be the, the juggernaut that um, uh, that ostensibly define like a console's generation. Most of them have been third-party titles. You know, we get Donkey Kong, we get GoldenEye. Um, those defined the console almost. And I miss... Well, I mean, what, what third-party title defined the Wii? What third-party title defined the Wii U? Uh, or even that, or even for that matter, the GameCube. It's always been first-party titles. So I want old third-party support because that's going to make... It's going to make the the consumer market way more competitive, and so the consumers are going to win. Um, and I had a line uh, in my article that said um, something uh, something to the, to the effect of, uh, "If you want to be like a complete quote unquote complete gamer, you you have your PC games, you have your PC, and then you have your flagship console of choice, either the Xbox or the PS4. And you know that's that's what you're going to." You, that's what you're going to get. You're going to have your PS4, your Xbox. That's where you're going to get your you know, your AAA's that are released. You know, on on the two. Uh, you, you know, you might if you have the PlayStation, you're going to miss out on Halos. Um, on uh, you know, in the Gears of War. Um, not so much anymore with Windows 10. And then you have your Nintendo. You know, um, but I want to see Nintendo on the same playing field as the other ones. And having a title like Beyond Good and Evil 2 come out first with a 12-month exclusivity, is really going to push the fact that this console, the Switch, has, you know, modern hardware. It's got a Tegra chip in it, which is, you know, powerful enough to, to play, um, you know, um, modern games on it. Uh, the NVIDIA Shield runs in it. Um, some of the Razer Shields run it. So it's definitely, um, I think, hearing Beyond Good and Evil 2 coming out on it is very, very good news. Yeah, for sure. I'm just hoping that it's not going to have the same effect that a lot of Wii games had where when now that people know that it's only going to be a timed exclusive, assuming the rumor is true, how many people are going to just be like, oh, who cares? I'll just wait. Because that even happened with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like that Mm -hmm. didn't that didn't really move a whole lot for Xbox. Everyone was just like, oh, I'll just wait for it on PS4. And even and even with the Wii, when games like Tatsunoko versus Capcom and Mad World that appealed to core gamers came out most people were just kind of like like they just pass on them just simply because it was a Wii game. So I'm hoping would... that with the hype with the Switch and how we were talking about last week, the mainstream publicity it's been getting will help change minds in that aspect, but that's kind of, it's funny because I'm going to write my Switch Miss article soon, and it's pro- <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of topics, but the one that keeps popping to my head is probably going to be almost an almost like the antithesis of yours, Shane, which not necessarily that third-party support isn't important, but the most important thing should be like the first-party stuff because at the end of the day, that's what brings people to Nintendo consoles since they know they can get a lot of the third-party stuff elsewhere. Gotcha. No, and I think that you bring up a good point is I, the, the rebranding, I think, is a perfect time because a, a, 
a lot of the kids who are in school now weren't around when the Wii was launched with its marketing campaign, and they were way too young to remember the Wii U. You know, that was, what, four or five years ago, and they were, what, like five? Now those kids are 10, and their main source of gaming is on their tablets or on their mobile phones. So for many of these kids, the Switch may very well be their first console, so if in a lot of the parents who are buying this console grew up more than likely with the original Nintendo or Super Nintendo, you know, yeah. or even the 64. So if they can, you know, come out the gates and say, hey, look, this is not just for your mom or dad who grew up with our games, the Marios and the Zeldas. But for you, we have modern games that you would find on your friend's Xbox One or PS4. We're going to have those games, those quality type games for you as well. You know, so you know, hopefully they can attack it on both fronts. And uh, Josh, you were going to say something real quick? Oh, no, that I had said my piece on the topic pretty much. Yeah, and I was going to, you mentioned Mad World and Tatsunoko versus Capcom. I don't want to like double back on it, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. And I, I hope, now we got um, a, you know, t- my, my article was all about, you know, title parody. And we have great news like this, Beyond Good and Evil 2 coming out. And then we have news that, Mass Effect Andromeda is never coming out on the um, <laughs> the, uh, the Wii U. So, uh, eh, eh. I mean, uh, we'll the we'll see more when uh, we get that uh, right. the Switch event on um, uh, the twelfth. I also wanted to mention really quickly about the the piece I put up today. Um, for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, uh, you should. But since you're here in the, if you're in the live chat right now on Twitch, and if you are I'll, not, I'll put the link. I'll put the link in the chat. Yeah, um, the main thing. You're for welcome, me, Juan. <laughs> thank you, sir. Um, the main thing for me was uh, number one. I have three quick things. Number one, I want the restore points for all Nintendo games, not just the 3DS uh, Virtual Console games or the Wii U Virtual Console games. I love the fact that with my Xbox One and PS4, if I accidentally turn it off, you know, aka my daughter pressing the shiny button, or <laughs> I have to step outside and then I find out my console turned off by itself, I could easily turn on the game and within a minute, within a one minute, I can press the, the hit Skyrim and I'm back exactly where I was. I don't have to wait for the title screen. I'm just exactly back where I was. Um, what I, I cannot do that with Wii U games. And so I want that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of feature on the switch. The second thing I want is a f- more streamlined way to have my friends join my game or vice versa. If I see Josh playing overwatch on PS4, I could easily just jump on and play with him, you know, or any other game. And it notifies me when Josh signs on, when he signs off. You know, I can't do that with Wii U. I'm glad they got rid of that atrocious friend code system that we had to deal with with uh, the Wii. But after you add your friend, you have no idea when they sign on or sign off. And if you want to see what they're playing, you have to click, get out of your game, go to the friends thing, let that load up. And then if you see what they're playing, you you have to then message them for some titles to say, Hey, can we play together? And then you have to set up a room. That's the yeah. thing. That it, that's why smash brothers for Wii U, which is frustrating because it's, it's not that easy, you know, it, Absolutely in, not. and there's no in game, like there's no dashboard where you can just straight message your friends. Um, and the last, so I want, you know, and 
Xbox One and PS4 does a fantastic job of organizing that for you. There's no reason why in 2017 Nintendo can't do the same thing. And the last thing is since Nintendo's making a huge push for esports, apparently from their teaser video that we saw in November, aside from the what I talked about, the main thing that it needs is voice chat. Mm-hmm. It absolutely needs voice chat. I understand their arguments from their previous consoles as to why they didn't want it because you know they feel the game that's more negative and the trash talk. But if you're looking to push esports and you're trying to sell that Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch is going to be for esports competitors and pro gamers, you cannot launch a console and not give those players voice chat, especially with games like Splatoon that we've played together. But we quickly found out how frustrating and not fun it is when you can't even communicate with your team as to where one needs to go or if a zone is being overtaken and nobody else notices. And if they're going to push Splatoon 2, then there needs to be voice chat. And and this goes for any other game they come out with that they want to push multiplayer. At Smash Brothers Online, if I had voice chat, would be insanely awesome. You know, but it, there, there's no reason why the Nintendo Switch is. There's no reason why it shouldn't have it. It has to have it, and that's my I, piece. Yeah, I know. I agree. I that that is they they need to they need to get to the modern age, and especially if they're going to push this esports thing, they need to you know take note from you know other esports titles. Um, you know, it may not be universally loved and accepted, but Counter Strike is the best example of how an esports title should be should work um you got you got you got calls you've got voice chat you've got you know integration with uh, you know skins and stuff to to you know produce longevity and you have good core mechanics so uh but you know other news uh do you guys actually do you guys josh do you have anything else you want to say about you know uh the switch and esports and all that other that big rat hole we went down no i'm just that the voice chat thing's always just been nintendo's choice because they're so paranoid about like child predators or whatever the case but i mean well somebody in the chat i think i think uh special agent ape said that they had um there was voice chat in smash bros wii u in the lobby but there was no way you can see but the moments with esports and for those of you in the chat would you can address this there are moments in the games like Counter-Strike or Overwatch where you get that reaction, you know, the comeback, you know, there's only one team guy left in Counter-Strike and he wipes out the entire team by himself, right? Yeah. If if in Smash Brothers, if you're down to your last stock and you make a, a an epic comeback or there's a good, you, you think you're smashed off the screen, but you survive it or you just see some good tech. And if you can't hear that re- response from your friends, then it's completely lost. You can't. It, it's it's hard to be that hyped two minutes after the moment happens when you're back in the lobby. You know, so it, it's yeah. it needs to be. If you're gonna have voice chat, just don't give it to me in the lobby. Give it to me throughout the whole game. You know, it's it's like let us decide how we play it. Let us have the tools and let us figure out how to you know how to use them. But you know, don't deny us something because you're afraid of some potential predator if that was the case you know i mean jared fogel had an xbox let's be real yeah but i mean the thing is like if that was the case (laughs) if that was the case then 
why are games like Legend of League of Legends is like the number one game played in the world and that has voice chat all day. And so obviously a lot of kids under the age of 18 are playing it and parents are allowing their kids to play it. And we are not seeing a lot of news about child predators going to League of Legends. So obviously the paranoia is not warranted. Nintendo, it's it's okay, you know, and l- let the responsibility fall on the parents where it should. You know, no one's forcing anybody to buy your system. You just put it out there and, you know, just put the voice chat in there. Let us deal with it and everything will be fine, especially if you're going to push esports to us. You got to put it in there. Uh, Moving on. We good? Bury it? Yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, last little bits of Nintendo news. Um, a uh, Pokemon Snap was uh, surreptitiously added to the Wii U Virtual Console. Everybody went, yay! Oh my god, it's amazing! And then realized it was just N64 emulation and realized that there was no tablet camera integration. Everyone went, boo! Um, what do you guys What do you guys think about uh, Pokemon Snap? At, uh, Pokemon Snap getting added now, um, so late in the the console cycle, uh, a game that's been asked so many times, and not having any kind of tablet integration. Well, my biggest issue is that it came out on the Wii years ago, and it sucks that they're just reselling shit on the Wii U as a separate virtual console title instead of just letting us carry over our fucking <laughs> um, previous uh, digital devil's advocate. May uh-huh. I? Yes. Um, uh, I feel like that they should just add. Do, do they have a? Um, uh, the only thing that I bought off of the virtual condo was Wind Waker HD. So, so do they have like a an upgrade option where if you owned it on the Wii, you could spend a couple of bucks just to get the upgrade, or you have to rebuy it fully. Rebuy you have to it, rebuy fully. it fully. Okay, so th- that is hard for me to be devil's advocate for, but I'll <laughs> pretend. I'll pretend. But if they're having to adapt and recode, do new graphics, uh, you know, for like menus, uh, button inputs and prompts. If they're having to do it all over again, I doubt, I, I doubt, I doubt, but they're both, they were both running on the shitty IBM power PC, um, platform. If you read my day four article about console parody, uh, <laughs> they were both reading on the same platform, but I can imagine it's not a complete copy paste. There has to be time and effort that goes into it. Um, and people need to get paid for it. Uh, the the uh, um, infrastructure, the supporting it, needs to get paid for it. So that's my two cents, devil's advocate. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. That's it? Yeah, that's it from me. Uh, all right, fuck Pokemon Snap. That game's dumb anyway. No, I really liked it. It was really fun. Did, did, um, you, did either of you ever go to the Blockbuster and have your pictures printed out? Yes. Yes, I did. Of course we did. I fucking fucking did. Um, There's a YouTuber. uh, Fuck, what's his name? I think it's Gamester81 on YouTube. He's a retro collector. Um, But he uh, had a... uh, uh, He he picked up a Pokemon Snap uh, kiosk. Really? um, Or either... No, he interviewed somebody that picked up... That collects uh, video gaming kiosks. And the insides of that are are hilarious. You open it up, it's just like a... It's a... uh, N64 on its side that you pretty much just put your cartridge into when you go get it printed. Really funny. Um, last little bit of news. Tell us all about Pokemon Go and Mario Run, Josh. Uh, so Pokemon Go was the most downloaded app of in 2016, which shouldn't surprise anybody considering how much of a hysteria there was surrounding that game when it came out and even the months after it. Like, you know, there's been a lot of doom and gloom articles about how 
so many people stopped playing it. But when you consider how many people downloaded it and how many people are still playing it, even if the percentage dropped quite a bit, that's still a lot of people that are sinking money into that. So it looks like it's... And with all the more recent updates in the new Pokemon, it seems like it's going to continue for a while. I hope so, at least. I want at least the Gen 2 Pokemon. Yeah. But um, aside from Pokemon Go, uh, Super Mario Run broke the top 10 as well. And considering it came out so recently, that's actually a pretty big accomplishment. But I guess the flip side of that news was the news that just came out today saying that only about 3 million people paid money amongst the 90 million downloads. So it's a very small percentage of people who are downloading the game that are actually spending money for it. But at the same time, looking at the game, it doesn't look like it costs a whole lot to make either. So I'm sure they're not terribly disappointed in $3 million either. Yeah. Yeah. And that's after what a month. That's, and that's, that's a, that's a pretty good, you know, pretty good fucking turnaround. Yeah. And and what's the minimum, like what's the minimum price on that again? I have no, I have no idea. Do you remember Juan is like, it wasn't like, it wasn't cheap. No, it was like 10 bucks. Yeah. So if 3 million people paid the minimum, which let's just say 10 bucks, that's $30 million for a game that's completely made up of uh, reused assets from like a, from a Wii game from like seven years ago. So I'm sure mm. they're not doing too bad. Yeah. Um, uh, is there any other news you guys want to talk about before uh, we close out? I want to talk about that Elite Dangerous thing. Um, so, but I'm, that's going to be me kind of nerding out for a minute. Is there anything else? Uh, just overall, if you want to talk about lifetime revenue for Pokemon Go, it's made over six hundred million. Um, Fuck. In the in the, I'll say this: it's made an estimated six hundred million in revenue for its developer Niantic Labs in the three months since it launched. Fuck. So that was back in what um, June? Because it was before Comic Con. Yeah. So that means June, July, August. So that six. So it probably waned after that. But I mean, I think what you're talking about, Josh. I think the three mil was from Super Mario Run. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, but Pokemon Go, it's it's killing it, and which is funny because these are like Nintendo's first two games into this, you know, mobile market. So I think in 2017 we should be getting that. Animal Crossing, Fire Emblem, if they could figure out a way how they can implement those games into the Nintendo Switch, that's when you'll probably see those numbers go much higher in terms of revenue. Because then there's now, because all those people who have Pokemon Go, now how many, now did you say the number, how many people downloaded it? Oh, um, no, I didn't have the numbers here. I just had the numbers for Mario. Mm. So if you, let's say, for instance, the next Mario game for the Nintendo Switch, if that thing comes with a feature where your stats or the coins and anything that you collected in Super Mario Run can be transferred into the Nintendo Switch game, all of a sudden now people have an investment to go purchase the Nintendo Switch. Even though they have, um, because that's the thing, like you can buy certain games for PS4 that you can get for Xbox One. But if you have these Nintendo mobile games that are, you know, giving you these freebies or you're putting money into, if you have a way to take further advantage of that game into a home console, so it seems like you're getting more for your money. You know, so, so, so I would be shocked if they didn't do something like that this year. Mm, agreed. I, th- I, I think they would be the app to make that move. 
Yeah, like the only thing I'm concerned about though is that they promised that for Pokemon Go, and we haven't heard a word about it since like before That's the game, since Go came out. So Nintendo has a reputation of being really really slow with the, you know, with rolling these kind of things out, even if it's a no brainer like what you're saying. So let's hope that they're more on the ball and they integrate, especially since they're supposed to be coming out with like a full fledged uh, Fire Emblem RPG sometime this year, like exclusively for mobile. Like, let's hope that they have more integration like that to encourage that kind of um, synergy between their home consoles and their mobile games instead of just letting them exist as separate products. Absolutely. Uh, so let me get on to the big, the big news um, that has me a Twitter pated and fascinated the most. Um, are you guys familiar with the game Elite Dangerous? I am nope. not. So I'm familiar Elite- with Dangerous Woman. Of dare- Wait. Is that is that a song? Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, oh, that's an American right. woman. Ariana Grande. Yes. God damn it! Get the fuck off my show. Um, <laughs> so Elite Elite Dangerous is a uh, first person space adventure uh, trading combat game, kind of like um, Freelancer. It is um, a sequel to another game called Frontier First Encounters, like an old 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 game. Um, it's uh, other games similar like H3 um, Star Citizen are, are similar games um, basically it's it's a lot of like you know going over here collecting resources going through hyperspace going over there selling the resources fighting space pirates all that good stuff um, it's uh, they had a, um, a Kickstarter uh, it's on all consoles um, they've got Vive and Oculus Rift support uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty gorgeous looking game and it's got a pretty um uh rabid uh fan base um so the other day uh a player was flying along doing his normal thing and he got ripped out of hyperspace now that has never happened in the history of the game ever just he just got randomly ripped out of hyperspace and he um got in on his xbox dvr and he was the first person ever to run into alien life in this game uh, the developers have said that the aliens have, have existed um, in the game for a while, quote-unquote while, um, but he's the first person to run into him, first person, and he documented it too. Um, and uh, the community says, uh, I mean, this one comment here um, from a user on Reddit said, uh, for people who don't play Elite, being pulled out of hyperspace like this has literally never happened. I've been playing since beta, let me tell you, this would be truly a pants-filling experience. If you don't play Elite, you might not understand but this is a completely unexpected occurrence happening during a very monotonous routine of jumping from star to star. This changes the entire jumping mechanic because who knows what will happen when you engage frameshift drive. Will you make it there or not? And also, it also confirms that... I said, I just said also twice. That was weird. Made me uncomfortable for some reason. Um, and it uh, uh, also proved that the, the aliens out there exist. The only other evidence they've had are ruins and stuff like that. Um... I think I saw the video, uh, not playing the game. I can only imagine, I can only speculate so much, but I think it's amazing and super fascinating that there's this giant living world that, um, and I'm looking at you, um, oh fuck, what was that game that came out that was supposed to be about space and exploration and, and it sucked? No Man's Sky. No Firewatch. Man's Sky. I'm looking at you. <laughs> fuck you. I'm looking at you, No Man's Sky. This is what you were supposed to give us, but... Being the first person to run into something, something so monumental as being the absolute beginning of 
experiencing alien life fascinates me. I think it's really, really cool. And, you know, pr- you know, praises be to the Xbox DVR. He was able to, able to record it. Um, what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think about it? I mean, I might be blown it out of proportion and making it seem like, you know, way more badass than it is, but what do you think? I'm afraid of sp- space exploration games after No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, are, are you afraid because it spooked you or because it let you down so much? Just because I don't trust it. But then again, games like that aren't haven't really ever been my thing. I bought both copies of Endless Ocean, like the both the first and second one, which is ex- exploring the ocean, and I never played it. I think Megan put in like 60 hours on it, and I bought it for myself, and I still haven't played it. What is mm. it, six years old now? Seven years old? That game actually had, come to think of it, that game actually had Wii voice chat. But you had to buy that stupid thing that you put on top of your TV. That's right. I forgot all about that fucking, what was it, like the, the room chat or what was it called? Yeah. Um, chat, we, we speak. We, we so autistic. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I don't know. I think it's amazing that, that somebody can be the first first person to interact with something and nobody knows how they're going to interact with it again or anything like that. Um, I don't know. It, it just got me all excited about like game design and like, you know, organic worlds and all that other stuff. So I sound like a fucking nerd. No, but I mean, the, the concept is great. It's just too bad that it was so poorly executed in the big high profile one. And it's good to see that this, that this other game that is way under the radar in comparison is doing it, seemingly doing it better in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that's no, that's a very good summarization that, you know, uh, that fucking No Man's Sky was supposed to be like, you know, blown up with it, but they just, you know, dropped the ball so hard. Yeah. Uh I guess that's it. You guys good? Yeah. Uh just to just to wrap up the Overwatch stuff real quick. They did um they did release the Oasis map uh, with like out of nowhere with like little announcement aside from what they showed at BlizzCon along with those Diablo sprays we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. And then they are coming out with new uh, balance changes. Primarily, they're finally fixing Roadhog's hook so he can't drag you through walls and crap. Oh, uh, good. Finally. Jeez. So yeah. the one the one that, that got me so fucking excited is if a player was fast enough, they could hook you and then rotate 180 degrees and then you would like appear in front of them. So if they were hooking you by uh, the pits in um uh greece or you know by a cliff they could hook yeah, you spin around temple of oh yeah 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 ilios ilios and then flip around and drop you off so very excited i hate roadhog i've never seen I that hate. before because i play on console yeah yeah you know pc master race mm-hmm. <laughs> but in addition to roadhog um diva's health and armor are being swapped so she's going to have more health and less armor which means she'll melt a lot faster interesting um and then Sombra will be able to hack 0.2 seconds faster. And Anna's biotic grenade's healing is going to be decreased by 50%, which means she's going to be able to... Like, the current meta is pretty much just three tanks and Anna, and she's just constantly healing all of them with her crazy bionic grenade. But now, in addition to the tank nerfs to D.Va and Roadhog, uh, Anna's healing is going to be way less efficient for characters with huge health pools. So... It'll be interesting, interesting to see how that affects the meta going forward. But especially yeah. with that Roadhog change, it was such a much-needed change because yeah. that was getting ridiculous. Hey, Blizzard, take note, all right? We don't need more gloves. We need balance changes and bug fixes. Don't even get me started on the ladders and Counter-Strike Go. I'll take some gloves. 
That was uh, level 101, guys. Um, thank you for joining us. New Year, new me, same old podcast. Um, my uh, New Year's resolution, um, my n- actual New Year's resolution, uh, is to play uh, more video games. You know, I'm going to try to play a game a week, go through my old Steam library, uh, and play games I've never played. Um, I have a bad habit of trying to play something on the hardest difficulty. Um, I think I'm going to start uh, just kind of churn through them, you know, play them on normal and easy. So, yeah, that's what I had to there. start doing with my end of year stuff. Like, I just finished. Uh, both Dishonored and Doom this week, Dishonored Two, and Doom this week, and I had to do it on normal. But yeah, they're both they're both pretty good. But Doom especially was such a good game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juan, you been playing anything new? Got any gaming New Year's resolutions? Um, finish a Pokemon game. <laughs> you <can> never. <laughs> Wasn't that finish. last year's resolution? And I never did. <laughs> <laughs> but right, I'm, uh, I'm that was... pretty. I'm I'm gonna st- I got distracted with Skyrim, but I'm gonna be visiting Pokemon Sun again tomorrow. Cool, cool. Uh, level one one guys, thank you for joining us. As always, you can find us on Geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games at LukeCrate LukeCrate.com/slash/Geekscape promo code Geekscape. I am on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. Gaming platforms as SS Jaken. I'm on Twitter at the King of Mars. And I'm just about everywhere at Inu Joshua. <laughs> I'm just about everywhere at Inu Joshua. Uh, I just explained your joke again. Good job, Shane. Good job. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys, everybody. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody. Send it. Trouble, trouble, make it. And that's your middle name. Oh, I know you're no good, but you're stuck in my brain. And I want to know why.